Never have I shouted at my computer, what the fuck, so many times at movies not starring Nicolas Cage. Wait, did I English? I don't know. <laughs> did either of these movies English? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Today's movies, uh, A Hard Day's Night versus Spice World. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Movie Deja Vu, a podcast that likes to answer the question, didn't I see this somewhere from two movie aficionados? My name is John, the quirky, semi-horny, um, <laughs> semi-outcast member of this two-person band. And with me is my co-host, who is very knowledgeable about <laughs> Random trivia, especially manta rays. Shady. <laughs> oh, you made me ginger spice. I'm going to say that's racist. Oh, I didn't really mean to. I just thought <laughs> no, it was funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Well, I mean, also, ooh, who is it in the Beatles that has the random? Is it George? Yeah, oh, George. They all blend together after a while. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, I, I had... So young in their career, and it's when they all had the bowl cuts. So like and you were like, I gotta look for a nose. And there and it was in black and white. So it wasn't like, oh, he wears the brown suit. Right. Yeah. Well, Ringo is the one with the nose because they spent so much time talking about it. They spent a weird amount of time on it. And I'm just going to assume he was okay with it. I mean, it was written. It, apparently, <laughs> these both of these movies had scripts. No, so I don't. Somebody- I, that is a conspiracy. <laughs> that cannot be true. Well, so A Hard Day's Night came out in 1964 with a script by Alun Owen. That, that's the name. Not Alan. Alun. <laughs> directed by Richard Lester. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 98% fresh rating. And Metacritic gave it a 96 out of 100, but only for the 2000 re-release, which I'm pretty sure the Rotten Tomato score is the yeah. same. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume the same. I'm going to assume we're looking at reviews specifically from the perspective of this being a re-release and not from the perspective of this being a movie. Yes, because, I mean, <laughs> we're the... Uh, I, I don't... I just... I found it delightful. I will say up top, I found it to be very fun and I would watch it again and I would probably give it a good review, but I don't imagine that critics at the time were like, yes, this is a great movie. Even, <laughs> even the 2000, it was like, what? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going, I'm going to assume that a lot of this is based off of either nostalgia. Well, a combination of nostalgia for the Beatles themselves some of it is that and some of it is like these are reviews of it as like a re-release and nostalgia for the 60s yeah so that's out that metacritic score is out of 24 reviews all of them positive the lowest one is a 70 but we have quite a few hundreds here so again i'm assuming it's for the quality of the (laughs) re-release and according to imdb over two, quote, typical, end quote, days in the life of the Beatles, the boys struggled to keep themselves and Sir Paul McCartney's mischievous grandfather in check while preparing for a live TV performance. We will get to him in a second. <laughs> we will. We, but it says we, Sir Paul McCartney in there? Yeah, well, because this is probably also from the re-release. Yeah, it's just funny because in the movie proper, he's not yet been knighted. Oh, reading the IMDb (laughs) trivia for this, because, spoiler (laughs) alert, but not really, I had it as the special features. It would be Sir Paul McCartney and Sir Ringo Starr, and I was like, what? Okay. Yeah, but but at the time of the movie, like, in the movie, he's not a sir yet. No. (laughs) He's like just some 24-year-old shithead. Um, no offense to Sir Paul McCartney. I mean that with love. No, he knows he was a 24, a 24-year-old shithead. Right. They all were 24-year-old shitheads. Uh, George uh, was only like 20, so. And still a shithead. Right. Uh, so the other one that we're 
comparing it to is Spice World. In night, which came out in 1997. Oh, god, this, 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 I'm going to use this term loosely mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> what did you call it? A religious experience? I called it a religious doctrine, but yeah, religious experience is actually better. <laughs> was written, there was a script apparently by Kim Fuller based off the idea by the Spice Girls and Kim Fuller, uh, directed by Bob Spires. Um, now, this is where I'm going to... I'm calling Sheenans on these scores. <laughs> okay. Because Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 36% splat rating, mm-hmm. and Metacritic gave it a 32 out of 100. Mm-hmm. And that is bullshit, because... Oh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why why does Hard Day's Night get in the 90s meanwhile Spice World gets in the 30s? Well, again, I'm assuming these are reviews written 40 years out for Hard Day's Night, so nostalgia and mm. re-release. Like if they are actually just saying this is a good re-release of an old movie and not this is a good movie. Um, but also because people are wrong sometimes. Yeah, I want to give this movie a thousand. <laughs> um, I think both of these movies cannot be quantified in in either of these kinds of scales. Now we're calling them movies, Shady. <laughs> okay, right. Um, <laughs> both of these uh, experiences cannot be quantified <laughs> on a scale like this. For the record, I didn't. I have yet to log a uh, hard day's night on my letterbox, but I did give Spice World five out of five and a heart. That's perfect. <laughs> that is so perfect. But does that mean I think everyone should give it a five out of five? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. What is what is the Metacritic breakdown, by the way? <laughs> while we're here, whilst we're here. So it's only out of 16 reviews. Five were positive, which is actually more than I expected. What? Only five? <laughs> only five. Uh, well, only five out of 16. I really was expecting mostly mixed and negative. Four were mixed. So, and then okay. seven were negative. That's rude. How <laughs> dare they? I mean, how so- fucking dare they? <laughs> They didn't ask the right demographic to review these movies. Which Millennials. A sugar-addled seven-year-old at the time that the movie came out. They did not ask seven-year-olds to say what's good about this movie. They I mean, asked a I... bunch of 60-year-olds and they were all like, I... I don't get it. Fun music, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh god! But I will. And, I mean, I guarantee you, if they ever did a re, like a like souped-up re-release of this movie, uh, oh my and had god! A bunch of head. millennials review the re-release. It would my head for a hard day's night. I guarantee you, my head would explode if they re-released this. I mean, I need a Criterion Collection edition <laughs> Blu-ray of this. Is what I need. I'm not gonna lie, I do. I, you can't find it on any of the streaming services. I have the DVD of it. That's amazing. I will not say on a recorded podcast that we are releasing to the public how I watched it. Shady had the VHS. Arg. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and according to IMDb, world famous pop group the Spice Girls zip around London in their luxurious double-decker tour bus having various adventures and performing for their fans is that what this movie is is that really what how would you write that blurb um Spice World let's see okay um I'm going to have to say just religious experience. It's a religious experience um, centered around the hits of the Spice Girls. A religious experience centered around the hits of the Spice Girls. I would give it a two word summary on IMDb. And that summary Uh, would simply be girl power. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Girl (laughs) power. (laughs) 
This is also a very British episode. It's excessively British. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the ones that Lauren emailed us in that massive submission of suggestions. So thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. We may have to have some words afterwards about <laughs> a hard day's night, but we did get, I, I did get to rewatch Spice World and I'm very Ooh, happy about that. Dang. So I first want to know what the idea was. <laughs> I mean, I think it was pure and simple. We have this insane pop phenomenon that's unexpectedly gone global at a very fast rate. Let's capitalize on this and put them in a movie. Um, so to kind of flash back to <laughs> uh, a, a, like a lot of episodes ago, did these movies kind of feel like Josie and the Pussycats where they use the machine on us to be like these are important yeah like this is this is uh this is what they were satirizing in Josie and the Pussycats but like but like you know for us to be like yes the Spice Girls are awesome yes the Beatles are awesome like yeah it kind of felt like I was being brainwashed (laughs) and like I love both groups right I mean don't get me wrong I'm just thinking back to when I watched Spice World for the first time as a young child at my best friend Jen's slumber party where we were all drinking surge and we watched we rented this from (laughs) West Coast video because we didn't even have a blockbuster yet (laughs) and and we stayed up all night just re-watching this movie to the point where by morning we were putting on shadow plays of it um, and by that point in my life, I already owned a Spice Girls doll. I had Spice Girls pens. I had a Spice Girls spiral notebook. I had Spice Girls everything you could think of. A movie was merely the next point. It was just where you take it next. <laughs> so, okay. So the Beatles, at least in my memory of their career, mm-hmm. the Beatles had a little bit of a buildup to then be explosive yeah uh as i understand it the beatles like they were pretty big in england and then the ed sullivan show performance that's that's the the real marquee moment in their careers but like while watching spice world (laughs) i'm i'm going to i'm just going to ignore uh you know pregger spice uh the aliens the man buns (laughs) Um, and by that, I mean, butts, not yeah, hair. Right. Um, I'm going to ignore all the other components. And I was just like, did they just literally just show up one day and we all loved them? Is that what happened? Kind of. Okay, um, great. So we, what, so yeah. like we were was, brainwashed by right. the machine in Josie. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah. As I understand it, the Spice Girls did not come together organically like the Beatles did. They actually come from all different parts of England and they were auditioned to be part of this new girl group that some record company was trying to put together. But I will say doing research for this movie because mild spoiler alert, I had uh, special features for Spice World. What? <laughs> Um, there were things that I was kind of surprised to learn did happen organically and did come from the girls themselves. Like the whole idea of them having the nicknames. That was all Jerry Hallowell. She was the one who came up with that. And she gave herself ginger. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, okay, okay. Just go on a tirade. It always used to bother me that everybody else had a nickname that related back to their persona. And she had a nickname that related Thank back you. to her looks. But I thought about it and her personality was that she was the feisty, spicy one and spicy spice is stupid, but ginger is a real spice, Uh... which I don't know if that's what they actually were going for. I don't know if I just tricked myself into thinking that was genius. (laughs) What was I? I kind of thought of a different one for her. I kind of want to say femme spice because like femme is a shortened version of feminist. Yeah, because she was the one who pushed the girl power messaging and all that. Um, And I think she was kind of... (laughs) Of course she did. (laughs) That's every other line that she says in the movie. (laughs) And even even when, is it Mel B that dresses as her? 
oh. in like the the swaparoo photo shoot yeah so all, that's all she says is blah 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 uh girl power like <laughs> yeah and kind of not that she was the leader because you could make an argument for a few different ones being the quote-unquote leader of the spice girls but she was like the outspoken one sort of i think it depends on the song who the leader is oh yeah definitely not victoria definitely not speaking of her by the way (laughs) did it feel like did it feel like she was the one that got shat on the whole movie Yes, but I also think that came from her herself. But then also, whenever she had a line or like, oh yeah, whenever she had a line, be it a spoken one or a singing one, I always just went, aww. <laughs> um, now, as, well, as well as in Hard Day's Night, whenever George had a line, I was like, aww. Yeah. Surprisingly so not Ringo. Like, you would think because Ring. Uh, like there's that Ringo's family guy goofy bit. One. Yeah. There's that family guy bit where you know they shit on Ringo Starr and was like, we're gonna put this song on the refrigerator or whatever they say. And you know, Ringo has a whole arc. Kind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of. He gets arrested. Yeah. <laughs> I think why I don't remember, <laughs> but he gets arrested because things happen so that they can do silly things and just be a bunch of lovable blokes. That's all that this movie is. I mean, um, so when you when you boil these movies down, yeah, they're they're typical like musician musical movies where it's like the end goal is a a gig, a concert, the right. TV, the live TV thing, whatever it is. They use their songs diegetically and non-diegetically, but they use mostly their songs my favorite is when they both go dancing and one of their songs inevitably starts playing right and it's like (laughs) what and then they start i feel like personally i would be too i would feel awkward dancing to my own song in a public place (laughs) i think maybe that's why i'm not a pop star i think in hard day's night I think they picked the wrong song, but it was also depending on what was out at the time in 1964. Mm, So, yeah. And I think they wanted to wait for like the big songs we played at the live, the the live tape concert or whatever it was. That's what they saved the singles for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in 1960, I mean, obviously, okay, well, both of these movies were made in conjunction with an album of the same name. Spice Girls were recording Spice World at the same time that they were filming Spice World. I don't know how the timeline lines up for the Beatles, but they do have an album called A Hard Day's Night. And that is kind of considered one of the first albums where they really started getting creative. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. I was going to read this in special features. I'll say it now, though. John Lennon wrote that, wrote the song A Hard Day's Night at the day after they filmed or the night after they filmed the bathtub scene that he's in (laughs) oh wow sir Ringo, (laughs) according to this imdb trivia sir ringo star coined the phrase and john and sir paul mccartney um (laughs) raced to see who could come up with the song for the phrase and the title, the first and oh, that's so funny. They like have like a song off using. They that. had a they had a song off. Yes, you know what? You know what? Hard Day's Night is missing aliens. Uh, Absolutely. But what a Hard Day's Night did have was Paul's. Ooh, um, how do I want to describe the grandfather? <laughs> I mean, they call him clean the whole time, but he looks like you know. He's a little pervy, maybe a little bit of a pedophile. Uh, yeah, I kept wondering. He's got, he's got some kinky side. Yeah, I was he's wondering got a dungeon. if like, them insistently calling him clean was like some sort of like at the time hip slang that has since fallen way out of style and therefore we don't know about it. Or if it was like some sort research. of like, yeah. There was a lot of that in both of these movies, but Spice World, we were around when the things that they're yes. parodying or playing straight were trendy. So we understood the context for it. There was a lot in A Hard Day's Night that I was like, what? if I was around in 1964, I bet I'd understand this. 
I think we need to shovel out 17 hours for us to talk about the grandfather. Because what, what a character. My <laughs> God. What is he? Why? Like, so Spice Girls have that, have Prager Spice, you know, the one yeah. that. Non Spice. Non Spice is what you're calling her. I'm, I'm calling her Prager Spice. I like that. I actually, I like Prager Spice better. I just called her that because she's their friend, but not a Spice Girl, but also apparently their only friend. Collectively, yes. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long do you think spice world is supposed to last is it supposed to take place in like a week i believe so i mean there was that giant calendar in the background on the tour bus that the impossible in indoor tour bus <laughs> the harry that, potter tour bus yeah that had all like what they were doing for like a week i think yeah okay so a weird thing about spice world is there's a movie within the movie, but also they're pitching another movie at the same time. Or are we watching the movie that they pitched? I don't, because we see Alan coming all up. I don't, I don't know. I I'm think, so I, confused because they're like meeting the actors during the end credits, but also behaving like everything else that happened in the movie already happened. I'm confused. I'm confused about what exactly A Hard Day's Night is supposed to be. Because they, what did they call what did uh what did the IMDb call it? Hold on, let me. Find. I think they're just they're just touring around. They're basically being frat boys. They call it a they call it two typical days, and it's like the train ride that takes four fucking ever. Oh, they were on that train for like twenty minutes. I'm not gonna lie. Um, at some point in both movies, I hovered over to see how 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 far along i've got because i'm like clearly this is the end both times it was around 40 minutes and i was like and i screamed so loud because i was just like what else is it like mm-hmm. i've seen spice world before i like you have seen spice world before right i don't have it committed to memory as you did after that one <laughs> slumber party night well i but- have the experience around it remembered yes i remember man booties I remember the aliens. Uh, I did remember the <laughs> the toy car on the toy bridge. Oh yeah, that was so funny. I remember the meatloaf joke that takes forever to set up. But <laughs> I was just like, I clearly am done. Like I, I must be forgetting things because I'm almost we're almost done, right? 40 minutes in. I had another fucking hour left of the movie. And I was like, what? Yeah. I think I forgot how much time they spend at hospital because they're British. So they don't say at the hospital. They just say at hospital. But they, that, that hospital thing takes a while. And I remember that happening that they helped deliver their friend's baby. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the, the boy who was in a coma. That wakes up magically. Right. Well, I... because they mentioned something about Jerry taking her top off and he's like, okay so good seg good kind of segue Mm -hmm. so in a hard day's night the beatles at least john maybe a little paul they're horny as fuck yeah like they're when they're on the 17 hour long train ride sequence they flirt with the girls and everything um john at a party at the party flirts with everyone and when he's running around he stops to flirt at a hot girl yeah in spice world they made them sexless it felt like it's weird because they did like they didn't introduce any sort of love or sexual interest but also they had like that thing where they were talking to the media and they were like talking about like oh i think boys should just be like brought to you on a platter and that's all they should be there for right but like there's there's no there um there's no like oh look at that hot guy over there there's nothing right. like that yeah even like even with the man booties right even the with booties. the man booties they they like did not want them there that was like the compromise because they didn't want the shirtless guys there but like during rehearsal like one of the one of the guys had clearly just hit on emma or something and she's like listing off all the stuffed animals in her bed and she's like so there's just no room for you Oh my um, God, I, yeah. I also lost my mind during that sequence. 
Because it was it was like got, serious conversation with the manager and the director of that uh, yeah, concert, the Italian event. art director, I guess. Sure. Yeah, there was that. They were having a serious conversation, and then each of the Spice Girls had a hunky man who was silent the whole yeah. time, <laughs> yeah. and they were talking to them. Yeah. But in a way, I have to say, I kind of. App- <laughs> This is going to sound really bad. I appreciated that, like, they kind of gender flipped it in a way. So, mm-hmm. like, the men were put on display with the sexy outfit and everything and not, like, usually... Right. If this was a male group, it would have been hot women in right. bikinis. Let's be real here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call a spade a spade. But, well, like, they had... Especially in 1997. They, they had them in trunks, but, like, still very short trunks. And they were all greased up and muscly and everything. And all, none of them lusted after them. Yeah, I think, and it's such a weird thing. Like looking back on it, the Spice Girls in general were such a weird thing because so many of their songs were obviously about sex. And <laughs> like when very to become one. And exactly uh and and they dressed very very sexily and everything but they're they also were very much marketed towards little girls and that's such a weird dichotomy looking back on it and as a kid it did not phase me at all I loved their costumes it didn't occur to me that those costumes were sexy or risque in any way it was just like oh she looks good in that I mean so the, like, only one that, the only one that's really sexy is Victoria because she always wears like short cut, low cut and yeah, but there was still like the mini dresses. A lot, lot of booty shorts, a lot of midriffs showing, like, but yes. in in a way that always very much read to me as that's a pop star. That's not like a sex icon. That is a mm. pop star, and that's how pop stars dress. And then Mel B wears an astronaut's costume. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I wish I had an excuse to just wear an astronaut costume like that. So uh, that like, she's not even like at a concert or like filming a video. She's just like in the studio. <laughs> they're practicing a song and oh, she's okay, wearing rehearsal. that. They're in rehearsal and she's wearing that oversized astronaut jacket. Right, that she's got to zip the whole thing off and take off gloves to go to the bathroom. That can hold at least five of her build in that. Like all five <laughs> of the girls can fit in that one jacket. Yeah. Let's be real here. <laughs> oh um, you know what's really, um, what will really fuck you up if you really that? think about it, which you probably saw in your research about it. The Spice Girls, the five sum was only around for two years. Uh-huh. The original lineup. And the Beatles were around for what, like 10? Yes, which is still looking up. I mean, when you look at the impacts they've had on the music industry, that's a really short time. When you look at how many albums they recorded in just those 10 years that are considered all time classics, but it's five times as long as the Spice Girls. I know, right? I mean, I know that in the music industry, the Beatles are legends icons everything but both mm-hmm. of them in pop culture yeah ha- uh, like reached I, a level yeah i think even uh now that we're a few years removed from it like the spice girls their production quality uh they're because they sang with five part harmony which even in a five person group was pretty rare but like uh, did they all sing it so in your research for this, I don't know if you have the answer to it. Why were they like clearly 30 years old, but acting like they're 16? They weren't 30. Emma Button was only 23 when they filmed this movie. What? Yeah. Oh my God. And she is the youngest of them, but they were all like within like four years of age with each other. I know. I was blown away too. I was like, there's no way they were that young, but I think they just wore a lot of makeup and that aged them. But like, <laughs> but also for acting like teenagers, like uh, Emma, Emma Button, mm-hmm. Baby Spice, mm. like okay, so the Spice Girls were acting like their Spice personality, 
yeah, throughout they the were, whole the they were whole playing movie. that up. Yeah. But also acting like they're 16. So like even Sporty <laughs> Spice was was on the exercise bike, always like running or whatever, wearing mm. her track track jackets and everything. <laughs> but she but some of her line delivery was very like teenage. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get me started on Melby. Scary Spice going roar every five seconds <laughs> or after every line. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I really... But then the same could be said about the Beatles. Yeah, they yeah, were, no, you're right. They were I'm, they were in their 20s. Yes, which also broke me when you told me that before we started recording. Because <laughs> um, I was just like, they're clearly also in their 30s acting like horny teenagers. And <laughs> yeah, they were... At least John was a horny teenager. Yeah. Um, I believe of the Beatles, I know George was the youngest. I think John was the oldest and he was like three years older. I did I'm read sure. that uh, the movie came out on um, Ringo's 24th birthday. Oh, wow. <sighs> I, I'm going to chalk a lot of it up to life was harder uh, in decades past and therefore people aged quicker uh, uh let's just blame england it's just oh, england there you go they are british they're they all british they're not famous for aging well no no um but i do yeah no it completely blows my mind that they look like that and they were all in their early to mid 20s that 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 yeah so I think another weird contrast between these movies is that obviously in Spice World, like you just said, they were playing up their given personalities. But like a big thing with the Beatles was that they also had four distinct personality types that they fell into. But I don't think the movie played that up that much. Um, so pretty much Paul was like the cute heartthrobby one John was the bad boy Ringo was like the silly goofball and George was like the shy sensitive guy but surprisingly John was the goofball yeah and Ringo was the serious one yeah he kind of had the closest to like the lead part I feel like Oh, yeah. Like, if you had to say which one is the most central protagonist of the four of them, I would say none of them have enough screen time for that, but maybe maybe Ringo. Not Definitely not George. No, not George. Um, I think I think George had all of ten lines in the whole movie. <laughs> which, again, maybe it's just because he was so shy. And five of them are, are the song that he leads. <laughs> <laughs> Because he has a song. Oh, he does. This, oh my God. Shady, this movie. These movies. <laughs> this yeah. was a lot. This was a, it was a was lot. lot. There were, I did not because I haven't seen Spice World since I was a kid. So even though I remembered all this stuff, I did not remember all of the cameos because I didn't know that those were famous people when I was a kid. But like, oh yeah, Stephen like Elton Fry's, John. Yeah, Elton John, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie's in there. Jennifer Saunders is in there. Crap, what's his name? The general was also somebody who they had to cut his part out, <laughs> cut his part down dramatically because yeah. of some controversy I remember reading. I'm sorry if I took away one of your special features, but like... No, don't worry about it. Oh, there were a couple of things they had to cut down or cut out because it could have been controversial. But I feel like I don't... Okay, so I don't know 1960s... British film stars as mu- uh, uh, a lot, but I yeah. feel like a lot, a lot of they also had some cameos because, like, I know the grant the the smart grandfather was not necessarily a cameo, but like he was a known actor, like a very okay. prominent actor. Okay. Um, if I tell you his name, you'd be like, "Oh, I kind of know it." Uh, <laughs> Wilford Bramble. Mm. Uh, let's see. He was uh, he was on a show called Steptoe and Son, playing Albert Steptoe. But like oh. that name sounds so familiar that I knew I was like I know this name. Yeah, it doesn't. I can't place it. I don't know that I've seen anything with him. 
but he's also he kind of plays a similar in a way a similar part as like Richard E. Grant does in Spice World where it's not a cameo but it's like an established actor who gets to interact with the band enough to try to make it feel more like a real movie. Can I just say, I'm looking at the IMDb right now Uh of the cast list. So we have for A Hard Day's Night, it's John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Ringo Starr, and then the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making this up. I wish it was. I broke Shady, everyone. That's not an actor. No. It would be like in Spice World, it would be like Jerry Hollowell, Mel C, Mel B, Victoria, now Beckham, Mm -hmm. um, Emma Bunton, and then Spice Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. IMDb, get your shit together. (laughs) Oh, wait. They both are doing a live concert, aren't they? Yeah, televised one. I think the stakes are higher in spice world because it's albert hall and it's supposed to be like a worldwide global feed and the bomb and the bomb um but (laughs) i think in hard day's night it's it's probably just a local thing right maybe nationally do they ever say um i think it's supposed to be similar to the um like ed sullivan okay it's all yeah one one of those late night shows. I think it's supposed to be similar to that, but I don't think they specifically. Well, no, I think it would be like maybe like the British version of Ed Sullivan because they you see like the opera, you see a magician, okay. um, <laughs> where one of them kills his bird. What? <laughs> Did I also make up at the end of A Hard Day's Night that you see all a lot of the side characters that you've seen throughout the movie, like in Spice World? No, I don't think you did. Okay. Oh, it happened, you mean? Like yeah. they okay, great. <laughs> I I for a minute I was just I blacked out and I came to and I was like, why are we playing three songs? What's happening? Well, so this is like what, like a few years into the Beatles fame? Like they're not famous, but like they're it's Beatles mania. I think it's going to go. Oh, I'm going to tell another personal story. Is that okay? Get, get, let's get personal. Okay. So I used to work at Barnes and Noble and uh, at Barnes and Noble, we have, you know, the, the six disc CD player that feeds into the whole store. And that's what everybody has to listen to. And we always had like, but one that we always had in there was Beatles one. And I remember one time I was, uh, this was when I was a cashier and this guy was buying his books, whatever. And it was this older man and we were listening to Beatles one at the time. And he just says to me, like, he was like, you know, my sister loved this band when they first came out. And because my teen sister liked them, I thought they were terrible and I was wrong. And it was like so funny to me that he would offer that information apropos of nothing. But also like, yeah, no, that just is a a continuing trend of things that get popular with teenage girls and therefore everybody else deems it trash. And then years later decides that it's actually good. Which is how a lot of people felt about Spice, the Spice Girls. Yeah, exactly. And and those damn reviewers, how dare you? That's, they're, they're haters, John. They're just haters. And their lives are sad because they don't have the joy of the Spice Girls in their life. Mid- 30s as a score we are gonna have some birds <laughs> reviewers um, for, yeah. for a 25 oh god that movie's 25 years old right uh-huh 97 oh 98 97 okay yeah 25 years old oh boy oh no <laughs> John, um, I, I hate to say it but we are old i know i saw this movie in theaters with my dad and I'm at a hard day's night. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, a, I'm an elder millennial. I saw Spice World in the theaters. <sighs> I'm just going to call myself a millennial. I'm, I'm not putting elder in there. My sisters are elder millennials. I'm a baby. I'm, I'm basically Gen Z. Okay. 
Oh boy, we're going to I'm a quirked up white boy goaded with the sauce. That's what the kids are saying the, these days. Is it? Shady, we're spiraling. Should we just go into <laughs> special features right now? Yeah, we absolutely should. Awesome! Special features. You want to get with me? You got to listen carefully. We got M in the place. Who likes it in your face? You got G like MC. You likes it on an easy V. You doesn't come for free. She's a real lady. And as for me, you'll see. Somebody's down and what is all around. Section, seg- nope. In this segment, we're going, we each assigned ourselves a movie to talk about to like find some fun factoids, trivia in the hopes of one upping each other and, you know, surprising you. I had not, no, I did not have Spice <laughs> World. I wanted Spice World. And then I looked at our schedule and I was like, why did I say hard day's Aww. night? Oh, no, it's okay. I would I have care. switched with you if you wanted. Oh, do you want to switch now? No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you did all that work and I am literally looking at IMDb <laughs> trivia right now and I'm going to read it off. So here we go for a hard day's night. Um, this is Charlotte Ram- Rampling's debut. Debut? Charlotte Rampling was in this? Sure. <laughs> is she just like a screaming girl? And maybe she was one of the girls on the train. <gasps> wow. She's like, she's a big deal. She is a big deal. She was in Dune, the new one. She was in Benedetta, the lesbian yes. nun movie. <laughs> uh, this was the f- this was the first movie with, with the Beatles ever put out on DVD. It was issued as a single disc in 97, later reissued as a two disc DVD, which may be that 2000 mm. one that we're talking about. Or yeah. who knows? I bet it came with a bunch of awesome special features, which would explain a lot of the hundred reviews. Oh, and this is also on Sir Roger, e- Sir Roger Ebert's great movies list. Okay. Why? Because he was a youth in that time. And that's true. Um <laughs> This, uh, this 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 is his he, this, this is to his generation what spice world is to us oh boy. <laughs> um like i said this premiered on ringo star's 24 sir ringo star's 24th birthday i'm i'm trying to read some fun ones oh what was that fun one that i saw earlier uh john lennon's written answer to the female reporter asking him asking him if he had any hobbies is the word tits um <laughs> <laughs> and if you go on to a hard day's night imdb trivia page that is the very first one because 290 out of 292 people found this factoid interesting it is interesting tits <laughs> i'm sorry i loved that whole sequence i was giggling all the live long day during that whole sequence <laughs> If you if you notice also, uh, I'm bastardizing one of the IMDb trivias as well. Mm-hmm. It, I believe this is the scene where they're at the party that we're talking about, right? And they're all like with uh, reporters and some insiders yeah, or it's, whatever. It's like a media meetup or something, like an industry so, meetup. If you ever rewatch this movie or if you watch this movie for the first time, pay attention to the female server with food. Because all four band members interact with her, but she moves the tray away as they lean in to grab food. <laughs> so they never eat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's just so goofy. <laughs> uh, so Ringo, Sir Ringo Starr was praised for his solo scene at the Riverside as a forlorn soul. However, his expression in that scene was actually the result of being severely hungover after a previous night of heavy drinking. And his line, I'm a mocker, was voted number 58 of the 100 greatest movie lines by Premiere in 2007. 58 out of all of the movie lines. Out of all the fate. Oh. Okay, well, nobody puts blah, 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 blah. better have been number one. Blah, 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 blah. Go power. <laughs> I know the little Gucci dress. Like, <laughs> Thank you, Emma. That's a good idea. Um, do I want to read anything else? The people chasing the Beatles on, on, into the train at the beginning of this movie are real fans. 
uh i mean everybody was a real uh, every young girl was a real fan at that point (laughs) every young person yeah because you know the the boys can like the beatles not for the same reasons but like they could want their autograph because it could be worth money as we see the grandfather peddling or trying to forge (laughs) what is this movie and i know what what is this experience because it's I, I'm convinced both of these aren't movies. <laughs> They're right. They're they can't be real movies. They're extended promotional materials. That's what they are. They exist That's... to sell albums and other merchandise. So wait, wait, wait. I think I think I I, I think I'm formulating something here. Okay. Walk with me on this. You know how I said earlier that both of them had screenwriters, and you basically laughed in my face. Uh-huh. What? If the writers of this movie are like writers on reality television shows where they improv the whole movie, but then the writers are the ones that like maybe fed them like, you know, in this scene, this is what you're going to do. But, but then they edit it together to make a story. Well, first of all, you're assuming there's a story to have been edited together. Please note how high my voice went (laughs) because I wasn't sure if there was a story. There is a vague sense of there being an arc in that they need to get to the concert at the end. Yes. And that's the extent of the story. (laughs) Where one of them goes to boot camp. (laughs) And speaking of that movie, Shady, it is your turn to talk about the Spice World. Okay. First of all, do you want me to tell you something that's going to make you feel real fucking old? Uh, do it. Rip the bandaid off. So Billie Eilish, current queen of the music scene, uh, until very recently, allegedly, she was con- she did not think that the Spice Girls were a real girl band. She thought that Spice World was a movie like This Is Spinal Tap, where they made up a fictional band to put in a movie. And oh, until I, I re- what I read was 2017 was when she realized that they were in fact a real band and extremely famous and successful before the movie came out. I mean, is she wrong? She's, I mean, she's not wrong, but also they were famous before the movie. Right, but like, is she wrong? They were auditioned and they were put together by a production company, but... Uh, I will say I did just first like further research for extra context on certain things. I put research into the Spice Girls themselves, not just the movie. And they did. And I noticed this in the movie during the credits uh, when they list all of the songs, the Spice Girls are have writing credits on all of their songs. They did actually do a lot of their own writing, uh, a lot more than people tend to give them credit for, especially Jerry Hallowell. Um, she was not the strong singer of the group, but she did a lot of the songwriting for them oh interesting yeah um for example the song to become one that was her song like she wrote that <laughs> when they filmed this movie they filmed it in only about two months and that was while they were recording the album spice world so they were uh, like really like they were being heavily exhausted overworked. yeah so like one weird thing because so much like one of the things in this movie is when they tell off their uh, manager uh, played by Richard E. Grant for overworking them, um, they ended up firing their real life manager not long after this movie because he was overworking them. Like they were exhausted. Uh, the, the song Spice Up Your Life, they actually had to record in, they only had a half hour long session to record it because they'd been filming all day. Um, so that song was very rushed. It became one of their big hits. Um, but like, it's like ridiculous what they were putting them through. And then immediately after the album was released, they had to go on a world tour. So like, it's really kind of sad looking back on it. But uh, at least, at least at least we experienced them and right. they're back. Yeah, no, I, I will say in uh, in recent years, they've all said that it's not exactly a great movie, but all of them have said that they're proud that they made it and that they're Oh my proud. God, it's it's not the, no, it's, it, A, it's not a movie. We're agreeing on that, first of all. <laughs> right. But it is, it is fun. <laughs> that's what it, fun. it's fun and colorful. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's great. It makes people feel happy. Yes, that's that's all you Uh, need sometimes. 
And trust me, can I on a on a super personal note, um, that it rewatching this was such a joy, mm-hmm. and I felt so happy today after like the day after I watched it because it I was just like, oh my god, this movie is great and everything. <laughs> it yeah. felt, you know what? It felt like when we recorded Josie and the Pussycats, and I. I keep bringing that up because yeah. I'm convinced that they use that goddamn machine on us for the Spice Girls. But like, you know, <laughs> watching watching Josie and the Pussycats and uh, some other movies that we've done in the past where it's like, this is just fun. And now I'm in a good mood yeah. and I'm happy. Uh, I mean, I'll say like, I think that the actual filmmaking craft in Josie and the Pussycats is at a bit of a higher level than Spice World. But Spice World also doesn't need movie making crafting because it's not really a movie. I meant more like the takeaway of it. You know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you watch this thing. Yeah. Be it a movie, an experience, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Spice Girls. Um, and, you know, you're just left on such a, in a happy mood. And you're like, oh. Yeah. That existed. Yeah. <laughs> I will say now like- I have to go to work because I'm an adult. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, so I did read that most of the people who cameoed in this movie, because again, a lot of them were incredibly famous already at the time. A lot of them did it just because they had kids in their lives who were Spice Girls fans. And they were like, that's fun. Like, uh, Richard E. Grant did it. He did not compliment the script exactly. Uh, but he said that he took on the role of Clifford, the manager, because a, the money was really good. So he did it for the money, money, money. I was going to say paycheck. Oh, paycheck. Oh, damn it. (laughs) It's okay. Um, So he did it partly for the paycheck, but also because he had, uh, I believe he had a preteen daughter who was a very big Spice Girls fan. So he was like, oh, that'll be fun for her. Uh, Roger Moore was in the movie purely because of the paycheck. Uh, He was the the senior uh, manager, right? The one that spoke in riddles. Yeah. He like had like Sphinx like uh, riddles that he was handing down as pearls of wisdom and nobody knew what he was saying. Now, in your research, mm-hmm. did he just make shit up or was that actually written down for him? I can't tell you, unfortunately. It would be amazing if he just made it up, though. If anyone knows the answer to that question, please <laughs> contact us immediately. I, agree. I need to know, especially <laughs> the animal he's holding, because clearly... Th- I, I don't know if that was chosen or if they were like, here's some animals, pick one. And every, and every scene he went to the pen of all the animals and was like, I'm going to hold the pig this scene. <laughs> I'm going to hold a bunny in this one. And it's like, okay, you yeah. do whatever you need to do. <laughs> I mean, he was just, because Roger Moore famously played James Bond. He was just doing James Bond shit. There's also like a lot of weird connections between this movie and the James Bond franchise. I learned. And A Hard Day's Night. And A Hard Day's Night. Uh, the, did- the games that they list in, uh, in the invitation, this is another fun fact that I read. The games yeah. that they list in the invitation that, ooh, was it George? No, Ringo got to the okay. to the um, gambling yeah, club where they called him Richard Starkey, and my mind was blown for a minute, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's his real name. His real name is not Ringo Starr." Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, so the games that they list on the invitation are actual games that James Bond has played in the movies. Uh, Doctor No was what sixty two. Sure. Yeah, I think sixty two. So maybe in the books he played them because i mean unless they farted out like three movies between 62 and 64 which was the release of a hard day's night they might have done that who knows (laughs) but yeah well going back to spice world that's when they do the whole photography shoot posh spice does uh ursula andres's character from dr no uh <laughs> okay 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 one more question i'm sorry that i keep whatever the fuck this episode is who cares yeah. what, uh, we have the same structure as these movies at this point so <laughs> oh look an alien uh <laughs> in that photo shoot montage mm-hmm. does posh only play that one person no she did. no she's it- in the 
they each right. did they each did four um but let me see if i can find the completed list uh so i don't get them wrong but posh spice did ursula andres well the honey rider is the name of the character and she was one of the charlie's angels yeah she was one of the charlie's angels presumably sabrina i think is the one she was supposed to be I think she was the one in the middle. I don't know who that was, but. <laughs> uh, I've only seen the original Charlie's Angels like a couple of episodes, but I'm pretty sure the one she was supposed to be was Sabrina. Uh, she was Jackie O and. Right, she started them. Well, that, w- that was the thing though, with her in that montage, she yeah. started it with Jackie O. Yeah. And then every once in a while, you you see her peppered in as the, um, the the Charlie's Angels character, and then she has the Mister Bond with while holding the knife at her abdomen, but like the other ones, you saw them more, like yeah. they had more time. Which I don't really know why that was because here's just another fun fact I'm gonna pepper in real quick. All of them had acting experience before this movie, except for Melcy. I'm going to flip this table that my laptop is on. What? <laughs> uh huh. Which is part of why they're not super proud of their actual performances in the movie because they all think they could have done better. What? <laughs> yeah, they all had, they were all like, like, uh, I believe Victoria, now Beckham, and Jerry Hallowell had met each other before they became Spice Girls, like, because they were auditioning for the same part for, I think, Tank Girl. Shitty, I need to lie down after that. Uh-huh. And I know uh, Mel B and Emma Bunton had done, like, you know, a couple of like bit parts on like soap operas and stuff. So nothing like intense, but like some right. experience in front of a camera before, some basis for acting, except for Mel C. Mel but C. like she was the one that felt like smooth and everything, you yeah, know? Yeah, she kind of felt very natural. But anyway, so I just want to list off the characters from the photo shoot. Uh, Mel B was Bob Marley, a cave girl, Diana Ross, and Ginger Spice. Emma was Farrah Fawcett uh, from Charlie's Angels. Jill Monroe is the character. Um, Sandy from Grease, Twiggy, and Scary Spice. Mel C did Kelly from Charlie's Angels, uh, who was played by Jacqueline Smith. Uh, David Bowie, uh, Danny Zuko, and Posh Spice, which was amazing because she looked amazing <laughs> in that yeah. dress. She looked great. great. And then I totally get why she does the sporty spice thing, though, because that's way more comfortable. And then Jerry did Elvis, Wonder Woman, Marilyn, and Sporty Spice. <laughs> did you just say Marilyn? You mean Marilyn? Marilyn. Wait, Marilyn how did, did I say it weird? You said Marilyn. I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay, Ooh. I'm sorry. It's because I was reading at the same time, so I came out weird. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Um, and what's interesting is a lot of those uh, people that they were dressed up as are referenced in the Spice Girls song, The Lady is a Vamp, which plays over the end credits of this movie. Oh my God, that is so smart. I didn't think yeah. that. So like, didn't. if you listen to the lyrics of the song, The Lady is a Vamp, they mention Jackie O. They don't mention Marilyn, but they do like a little like brief imitation of her. They mention Charlie's Angels. I forget who else they mentioned. Some other ones. Okay, let's get into final thoughts. <laughs> Short. So we're going to end the episode by asking the same five questions that we usually ask. Well, number sometimes changes, but like, you know, <laughs> nice, nice little roundup. Yeah. Can you think of any other movies or properties okay. that are like this? That's because interesting that you phrased it that way because I feel like you have an idea. The Monkeys. Well, I was going to say the movie Head, which was the Monkeys movie. Oh, I meant the TV show because okay. it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also want to throw in, and I've said it like seven times this podcast, Josie and the Pussycats. Mm. I was thinking of movies that were specifically made to prop up an already existing musical group. Okay. So I thought of Head, the Monkeys movie, because that was. I've never seen it, but apparently a very psychedelic, trippy movie that was very much 
the band members reaction to becoming famous. But I also want to mention Rock and Roll High School, which they weren't the main characters. One of their fans was the main character. But that was a movie that was very much built to prop up the Ramones uh, very early on in their careers. Mm-hmm. And PJ Souls is the actual main character. And she's obviously like a practiced actress. Um, but the Ramones do appear uh, and play good supporting roles as like a caricature of themselves. There, there aren't a lot of gr- musical groups I'm going to say groups, not necessarily mm-hmm. like, like I'm not counting Britney, Britney Spears's movie or Christina Aguilera's movie. Well, no, because they were playing characters. They weren't playing characters themselves. themselves. But like there aren't groups that make these type of movies anymore. Right. Or not have really because I, like I know I know the Beatles have like like four or five other movies yeah. that I could think of. Well, another thing, like, just, like, to add context to when the Beatles were making these movies, music videos were not a thing yet. And I think music videos kind of overtook this in a way. Oh, my God. The one that we didn't even think of. That thing you do. Oh, there you go. But it's not a real band. Like, I mean, like, a real band. But it is about a band reacting to newfound fame, which still ties into this. Right. And it's... That's a good comedy too. The Oneaters. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Did we like these movies? <laughs> loose, loose translation of the term movie, but I very much enjoyed both of them. Two thumbs up from me. Uh, I enjoyed Spice World more because I have the emotional attachment to it. Right. We have the nostalgia for it. Right. I mean, A Hard Day's Night, I feel like I need to like, Maybe I'll give it its due, like not mm-hmm. watch it as an assigned video. Mo- video. <laughs> what am I talking about? Assigned movie, but like, you know, yeah. I'm And like to answer the next question, would we watch them again? Yeah, yeah I would watch them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, they're, they're wild and crazy. Yeah. I would love to watch A Hard Day's Night with somebody who was a teenager in 1964 and a very big Beatles fan. Like that would be like my parents were, they knew the Beatles and everything, but they were kids at that time. It would be interesting to like, like if I could find one of those OG fangirls who was like screaming her head off over, over John and Paul, like that would be so fun to like get her perspective on it. Charlotte Rampling, come on the pod. Would we recommend these movies? I'm going to say yes. Yes. Yeah. I, well, mo- if you haven't seen Spice World yet, what the hell is wrong with you? If you're a millennial, you need to see Spice World. If you're of a generation that's not millennial, you should still watch Spice World. I would say right. it's not in need, but you should. And then Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just it's- a little slow at times. No, I agree with that. Like, there, the pacing isn't really tight. And then, finally, are they actually the same? Do you want me to go first with this answer, or do you want to go first with this answer? I don't care. I want to say the idea that the Spice Girls had was, oh, hey, the Beatles made a movie <laughs> about, that was vignette and featured their music. Let's do the same thing. No, so, that's very much yeah. what it was. Yeah. I didn't put this in special features. One of the taglines for the movie was, so you uh, you say you want a revolution, which is a direct shut up. to the Beatles. You <laughs> shut up right now. <laughs> so yes, they're the same movie. They're the same yeah. movie made in a different time. That's all it is. Right, but like, so even like now thinking about it, like the Spice Girls copied some scenes, but like updated it. Yeah. And I think that's why they put in even more of the strange stuff like the aliens and like the detour to Italy and everything. I think. Well, so the detour to Italy scene where they're talking each like bouncing around to like different conversations is the party scene in A Hard Day's Night. Yeah, no, it is. I agree. Yeah. I I think um, they just had the opportunity to bring it to Italy and make a joke about how Italians like sexy things. I mean, man buns. Who doesn't man want buns. man buns? Right. Um, <laughs> and on that note, we're done. We did it. 
Oh my god, we got there. We're at Albert Hall. Oh my god, this is a long episode that Future Shady is gonna have fun editing. <laughs> It'll happen. Don't worry. Yeah, it's fine. We'll fi- <laughs> we'll figure it out. Make fair, it both- smooth. But also, both of these movies went on long tirades that were not necessary. <laughs> so if it's a little over an hour, who gives a shit? Uh. Uh, so you can I don't even want to word this so you can listen to my other podcast Life's But a Song wherever you're listening to this podcast you can also find us on any social media under the the name at But a Song Pod I think that's what the kids are saying I don't know I'm so old uh, and apparently I also have a Twitter uh, that's <laughs> at movies john with no h i don't really use it because i still don't understand twitter but i have it (laughs) i mean you're i'm somebody who's like terminally twitter head uh and you are much healthier for not staying on twitter for too much yes and what is your twitter that people (laughs) can tweet you my handle is at cookie shady and the cookie that i am today is a ginger snap Oh, I was going to say a cinnamon bun for the man buns. Oh, that works too. And Can I be a cinnamon bun? Can I be a cinnamon bun and you be a ginger snap or a ginger cookie? Yeah. And cinnamon is also a spice. So we're both spice girls. We're on the Ah, I'm ready. Spice up your life, bitches. (laughs) Uh, If you want to reach out to us and tell us how beautiful we are or, (laughs) you know, send us to Italy where we can see man buns, you can email us at moviedejavupod at gmail.com. That is M-O-V-I-E-D-E-J-A-V-U-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at moviedejavupod. And we're on Twitter at moviedejavu. No pod. Why is that shady? I want to make a joke about Stuart Sutcliffe, but that might not be nice. Stuart Sutcliffe was the original drummer for the... No, not the original drummer. The original bassist for the Beatles who died very young oh boy (laughs) he's the Pete okay the pot is the Pete Best who is the original drummer for the Beatles who had to quit the band before they got famous I'm surprised (laughs) you didn't say there's no pod because the aliens took it away there's no pod because the aliens took it away hey use whichever one you want or all three of them I'm using all three of them don't worry about it (laughs) And if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation, this is, I think this was my suggestion and I'm so sorry, everyone, but like, you're welcome too. It's Clue versus And Then There Were None, which was a BBC limited series, like three episode arc thing. Yeah, three episode miniseries, roughly the length of a long movie. Yeah, it's like three hours long. Yeah. We all seen Endgame. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shady. Movies. They're fun, aren't they? <laughs> they sure are. Especially when they are experiences like these two. I mean, transcendental. You are a oh, changed God. person after you've watched either of these movies. Okay, everyone. Go spice up your life. Goodbye. We loved her so. So did Mr. President. As far as we know, Norma Jean had a seven-year itch. Some like it had to a fever pitch. Sandy, Danny, summer love. Ladies, tea, best for Luna.